Episode 29 of the fourth time around. Small hiatus. I don't, we don't even count them anymore. Um, yeah. This is reunion show number four in the space of one year. Um, how we do it, we don't know. We're very, we're very busy, although not busy at all. Um, I, as always, am your host, Ross Olsamer. To the right of me, I got Greg Wolf all the way from Irving, Texas. Greg, how are you? Here. How have sure. you been? Good. You, you, and to the left of you, of course. I mean, how could I forget this? Mike Mayella, your roommate now. That's right. What up? Yeah. Back. You know, people should people should not be upset though. You know, I feel bad we haven't done a lot of shows, but guess what? Like most shows are, you know, if you watch TV, they're all reruns right now. Yeah, it's true. People should be glad that we're giving you new shows in the and, summer. You know, people ask me this question all the time. You know, that people, well, not people, but me. Or me, me, I always ask myself, why do you? Why do I keep doing? You know, why do we keep doing the show? And I'll tell you, Chris Jameson. That's why. (laughs) That's why I keep. That's why I do the show. Yeah. So so thank you, um, because that's the only. That's the only reason that I'm here writing. uh, Writing versus rounds. Yeah. It's definitely not for the the money. Oh, the money's nice. Well, the money is nice. You know, I mean, we got we did cut that sweet deal with BP a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's true. They That's true. Now. <laughs> yeah, we should probably say um, a few things about the uh, the tragic incident um, in the Gulf. BP is not to blame. Nope, not at all. <laughs> not at all. What oil spill? Not tragic at all either. Don't look at us. Yeah, who wanted all those birds Big anyway? Big deal. If you want animals, go to a zoo. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're on the ocean, you don't see them anyway. They're under the water. But to reiterate, don't look blame us. Mm-hmm. Right. So, nope. Conoco Phillips, maybe. <laughs> they're the name. They're long. They could be foreign. Right. You know, we're British. Or, we're uh, British. Yeah. Who Halliburton? You've done. They've done evil things before. Yeah. Yep. Not us. Nope. Nope. British pleasant British people. We are affluent British people. Yes. That's right. And now how we're could not... possibly do anything wrong. Mm, how could the affluent ever make a mistake, sir? No, nope. the British have done some. What, what have they ever done wrong to the world? Exactly. All they've done is brought peace yeah. and love. And harmony. <laughs> they brought yeah, to a lot of different places over. too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. By this, yeah. So, so don't blame BP, and uh, and thank you for tuning in for episode twenty-nine. Um, we're gonna go to a game we haven't played in a while. Versus round. Those of you playing the home of dice game, versus round is a. Wait, are you guys there? Oh, we're here. Yeah. Oh man, I can't hear. It's like dead silence on the other side of the room. What? Oh, what happened? Sorry. I don't know. We're just waiting. For... Yeah, we're just. We're just giving you time. Yeah. This is great. We should leave this on. It's like a director's cut episode twenty-nine. You know, <laughs> Greg fell asleep for a second. No, sorry. That's what I think. Actually, Greg fell asleep during his own show, which is awesome. So, anyway, for those of you playing the game at home, Chris Jameson, looking at you, buddy. Um, the Homer Dice Game versus Round is where we pit um, two impossible historical figures, mythological, sometimes characters from video games or comic books, against each other. 
And Greg must decide who will win and why. Greg, as you know, the timer for each one is two minutes. Okay. Are you ready to play? Hit it. Okay. Um, uh, Michael Mail, you want to hit him with the first question? I would love to. Let's go. Um, George Washington, mm-hmm. uh, founder, one of the founders of our country, mm-hmm. uh, versus the oil spill in the Gulf. Uh, um, now, think carefully. Yeah, I, I got to go uh, father, father of our country, George Washington, just because uh, he understood how to burn things. Uh-huh. You know, he was blown up stuff ever since the Indian uh, French Indian War. Yeah. Um, of course, I don't know if he could swim, but he went to get pretty far down. He could. So, def- he looked good while riding in a boat. Right. Um, and you know, <laughs> he was getting a bunch of guys to roam out to the middle of the. Gulf. Right. And just start. That's swinging what I at think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but all he really had to do is just light a match, and it'll burn most of it eventually. You know, and. Mm. Um. Yeah, I think George Washington would do it because you know he had stick to itiveness. You know, at the at the worst part of the war, he didn't give up. Yeah. True. So. When it was, when it was really cold, he didn't give up. Yeah. Right, right. See, I think the oil might beat it, but you're very optimistic. All right, so we have we have uh, we have one for Greg. Yeah. Zero for zero for Mike. Picking the oil. What are you thinking? All right, here. Yeah, what are you ready, Greg? Yeah. Second question. All mm-hmm. right, buddy. Marcus Aurelius, mm-hmm. great <laughs> philosopher, Caesar, and author of Meditations, an excellent work. Mm-hmm. Versus Val Kilmer from The Saint. Oh God! Now, remember, he could he could be a lot of people in that movie. They were all right. Val Kilmer with just like a mustache. But um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go Val Kilmer. Uh, yeah, just because he could probably infiltrate the emperor's court, you know, with his various uh, Russian accents uh, that he played in that stupid movie. Um, and, he, and every single costume had to have a mustache, of course. Yeah, I like. Yeah, nice. right. I think if you know, if he get if he if he can get in there only using a Russian accent because it's all he could do. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, uh, I think he's got it. You know, because you know the emperor is meditating. You know, yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's thinking about the the how brief existence is. Right, right. He's got to import things like conquering parts of Germany to worry about. Uh, yeah, yeah and, 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 and you know, and also they think the emperor would kind of take it as this is you know the universe telling you it's my time to go. You know what probably. I mean? Yes. Probably. So if an assassin speaking with a bad Russian accent with a mustache busts into his bedchambers, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm, I'm, I think he would just take it like you know, because in, in you remember in, uh, Gladiator, he, he didn't really fight that hard. When, I don't want to actually confuse the Marcus Aurelius of reality with the Marcus Aurelius of Gladiator. When that nothing put the pillow on his face, you know, yeah. so. I don't want to confuse those. It's very important for those listening not to confuse those two. Hmm. One is one is a Ridley Scott uh, creation. The other one right. was, uh, was a, an, an interesting uh, and, and a great man. Right, right. Oh, so, well, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go two two for Greg because I I I, I mean I went I went Marcus Aurelius because if that guy can build a wall all the way to Britain, mm-hmm. then you would think that he could stop a guy with it. But then again, Val's eastern vaguely eastern block 
<laughs> accent right. is pretty difficult to, to, to resist. With the variation on the same costume each time. Yeah, yeah. With just like, like now, now his frost tips are spiked. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, go, buddy. Sure. All right. Uh, you know, vampire is real popular now. So yeah. uh, this is a. I had to try a vampire one. So a vampire, mm-hmm. let's say the oldest vampire ever, mm-hmm. versus a 16 year old girl. But she's really attractive. Right, right. Like like Bella Hot, or are we talking? Talking. Uh, yeah, Bella. Are we? Is this even? I mean, is, um, is Chris Hansen going to knock on my door for this one? <laughs> no, no, no. Bella's like I'm not, I, 16, 17 or something. I, I don't know. Anything, uh, yeah, we're not saying we're doing. Yeah, that's oh, that's a good, that's a very good point. Yeah. Would the it, would the vampire be guilty of statutory rape? Well, I because, didn't bring up. Uh, I just said she's attractive and she's 16 years old. This uh, is a you can't. I mean, I don't think you can charge the undead with a crime. I just don't think we have jurisdiction. Well, that's my point, though. I mean, he's like infinitely older than her. And yeah. apparently they can hypnotize people. And they can, yeah, they can. But she's got her womanly, wily, manipulative. But he's ways. also, but he's like, you know, he's at least three thousand years old, at least. You know, he's seen every beautiful woman on the planet. Can I just interject this thought yeah. here? This is mm-hmm. the saddest conversation <laughs> I've ever had on fourth time around. Well. Well, I picked sixteen-year-olds because you know the, six, the girls are into these vampire movies now. That's true. It is. It is about, in, in all fairness, that it does seem to be, yeah, roughly there. But I, I guess I don't understand why no one's pointing out the fact that it's a hundred forty-seven-year-old man <laughs> trying to date a sixteen-year-old, and that, that's not even like people don't even blink. But just because he looks like he's seventeen yeah. doesn't mean he is seventeen. Well, who's gonna who, who, who would win? Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think. Um, or is it possibly? Well, I'll... yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a pyrrhic victory or a or a tie. That's no. right. You do get to claim those. Yes. I get to claim at least one pyrrhic victory. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. No, I, I think I think the vampire wins uh, only if uh, there's no if this girl is dumb enough to believe that. Like I have a feeling that he's old enough. He knows how to. To use women, you know, young girls' uh, self-esteem to his advantage. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like he's been taking advantage of women for three thousand years. Right. So I'm sure he's very good at it. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know how he can be a self-respecting vampire hitting on a 16-year-old. Yeah. Well, he's, he's got a Camaro now, and he didn't have that when he was in high school. That is true, and you know, and, and people are different. I, I, I guess. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going with vampire, even though even though he shouldn't be happy about it. He should feel really ashamed about hanging on a 16 year old. We I, we should definitely look into who has jurisdiction over uh, the undead. Right. <laughs> so, definitely. Uh, has Hades been answering calls? Because I get you know I get the voicemail box every time. I don't know. Right. And it's not even him. It's like a sub demon. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like just some clerk, and I know I'm not really going to ever talk to it, but I, you know, it's so anyway. you can't get a hold of real people anymore. No, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all you know. You know what the thing India, is? Is his, his Twitter account is every time he he bags a new one. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's like, oh, you know, guess what? I just, I just, you know, how Socrates was in limbo for a while. I got him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, tw- he, you know, he has time to tweet that, but he doesn't have time to answer anyway. I don't want to get all wrapped up about it, but Greg, I got one last one for you. You ready? Yeah, hit it. All right. You got to listen close because this is a difficult one. All right? Okay. Predator. Yes. Versus Alien. Okay. Versus Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Versus Zombie Alf. Okay. Versus Ed Harris. 
All right. Versus Tom Waits. Right. Versus the planet of Hoth. Uh, Lots of choices, I know. Difficult. Yeah. Um, well, I think we should do this systematically. Who takes that first? Um, yep. I think Tom Waits. Yeah. Um, you know, he might beat Predator. Yeah, I think um, we'll give him that. Let's, let, can we give him that, please? Yeah, I think Tom Waits might be Predator just because the okay. way he speaks and the way he sings. It's scary anyway. Yeah, yeah and, and something tells me he's tangled with some extraterrestrials in his, in his time, just judging by his music and his, you know, the way he talks. So, All right, so Predator's out. So we got, Predator's gone. We got Alien, um, Spider-Man, Zombie Alf, Ed Harris, Tom Waits, and the Planet of Hoth. I think uh, Zombie Alf has survived survived this long, so I think he bites uh, Spider-Man and turns him into a zombie. Okay, Spider-Man has been eliminated by Zombie Alf. Nice work. So uh, it's Ed Harris, Alien. Um, But, you know, at the same time, I think Alien will just punch a hole through Alf's little fur, his velvet, whatever he's made of. He is surprisingly soft. Uh, yeah. with, so their, with their with little mouth, so I think it's gonna, gone. we have Alien, Ed Harris, Tom Waits, and the Planet of Hoth. Uh, yeah, and then <laughs> Ed Harris is you know uh, his career's gotten you know kind of non-existent. What? All right, we yeah. can get that point later, but go go with. Well, what was the last movie he was in? Uh, Appaloosa. He wrote. That's true. Well, yeah, he directed that too. Yeah, he wrote and directed, and you know. That's good. Yeah, so we cannot argue that hell's frozen well, he's over. He's done well enough. He doesn't have to. Be. Mm, no, he's done well enough. We'll say. All right. Um, then I have a feeling he could beat Hoth. Wow. Yeah, what? just because Ed Harris, if he's if he just survived, with his, just with his blue eyes, you know, like he just yeah, I think at if he survived. You know, he had the right stuff. Let's not forget. That's true. Uh, so if he could survive. You know the uh, the strenuous training to become an astronaut, and and he, and he took over Alcatraz. <laughs> He took over Alcatraz. Right. <laughs> um, so I think he beats Hoth. So now we got the alien. Ed Harris and Tom Ed Waits. Harris, Tom Waits. Sticking around. God, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I got to I gotta think. Don't think. Hey, okay, I think. Well, okay, I'm sorry. I think if anyone can sue the Beast, <laughs> be Tom, uh, would be Tom Waits. So I think he could sue the alien because it is. It's true. You're not going to soothe an alien with, you know, standard lullabies and whatnot, sweet melodies. It has to be gravelly and. And he has ballads that are sort of sweet, you know. Right. I think he could he could soothe the alien beast long enough for him to, you know, rip its head off somehow. Nice. Yeah. Inexplicably. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Ed he, Harris picks up a we- he picks up a weapon off the dead predator and stabs him or something. I'll take it, Ed Harris. Uh, Ed Harris versus Tom Waits. Uh, (laughs) Unbelievable that it's come down to this. Out of all of that, these are the two remaining. Uh, I think Ed Harris will win just because he's dealt with aliens and strange beings in in the abyss. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he did. Yeah. So I think think he would challenge uh, Tom Waits to a uh, breath-holding contest. That's true. He was a... a, And he would cheat because he would get that chlorofluorocarbon stuff put in his lungs. Right. And so then, and then by the time Tom Waits realizes it, you know he opens his big mouth and that's it. So I think I think Ed Harris wins. So that's finally fun. victorious. Well right. done, sir. 
Yeah. I mean, Mike, even in its stupidity, you must recognize its brilliance. No, it, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> you did that in three minutes and 43 seconds, sir. Well done. Thank you. Well done, sir. Right, well, thank you, guys. That was versus round. Uh, basically, Greg wins because uh, apparently Ed Harris beats just about everything. Yep, really does. In the battle royale, uh, mm. he takes all. So, well, cool. I think we're gonna do a. We're gonna move on to a segment that is um, uh, one we have done before. It is called Greg in Space. Greg uh, describes us uh, something, a uh, heavenly body, perhaps a singularity event. Maybe this has to do with, uh, with uh, you know, some sort of Virgin Airlines flying me and Mike and Greg out for free to the stratosphere. Mm. You know, just throwing that out there for uh, any potential sponsors. Right. But, uh, so Greg in space. Go ahead, Greg. What's up? Actually, this is really, really big news. Um, the At the TED conference, that's when they discuss these big ideas – a, uh, a, a scientist uh, who works on the latest uh, satellite that looks for planets, he made a major announcement uh, that they have discovered 140 Earth-like planets in our galaxy. And this is huge, 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 Whoa. huge news because we previously we had thought all the planets we had found were big giants like Jupiter. And so we thought the universe was primarily filled with these big giants, but it turns out uh, a large chunk of the universe is around the same ratio as our own solar system. You know, four planets that are about the size of Earth, yeah. plus you know these uh, bigger ones. So they he he was saying that the Milky Way galaxy alone could have over a hundred million planets the size of Earth. Which is which is amazing because that would mean, you know, they're about the same size. They have some water, have some land. Sure, uh, but just just the same size doesn't guarantee the the same combinations of. of no, but it just a uh, hundred million. I mean, just yeah, alone, it's yeah. just incredible. So because it would potentially only take one out of that one hundred million. Right. Well, it, it's all about statistics, right? So if there are a hundred million planets like us, that would mean similar. Similar conditions exist at least, yeah, as you say, just in one other place. Yeah, sure, sure. But the big controversy is now, though, he kind of – they have not released the data yet from this satellite. Oh. Uh, And so he kind of went around all that to – he kind of broke the story when he probably shouldn't have. They're using – I forget the name of the satellite. But they're, the, the, the scientists in charge of this for NASA have not released it to other scientists yet. They're going to wait till February. Whoa, are you kidding? Yeah. So you know what this means probably? What? They probably, well, well, what I'm it means is they're trying to – you know, Well, they're trying to double-check and cross their T's and dot their I's to make sure they – They're like, was that a creature that we saw? Yeah, was that? We better <laughs> make sure. But basically, you know, what they do is they, they, they test – if the if the illuminance of a star dims, and that's how they can tell a planet's coming in front of it. Sure. So supposedly, if this guy, and he's one of the head scientists for this project, if he is right, then this is a major, major, you know, it could possibly be, you know, one of the biggest things to happen in our history if it turns out that... Are the planets. biggest lie ever <laughs> told by spacemen. True. It's got to be true. So, so we'll see. You're saying, so it basically mean we're that much closer to finding life. Possibly. Right. The next step so is 
to study these planets and see if they can find what their atmosphere is. And if they detect, say, methane, they know... Uh, what if they're really similar to us? Like, what if there's a whole other... Like, you know how they... Like, I've often wondered, you know how they talk about... This is a slight tangent, but, you know, they often talk about how there are, like, alternate universes. And I've often thought, like, I want to believe that, but I don't know where they would exist. Mm-hmm. This could be where they exist, on another planet. Huh. Well, right, but, yeah, I like, mean... What if, like, there could be another you and me on these other... Let me, let me just break that down for you, Mike. Alternate... You... you you have a thing about alternate universes, but you don't know where they would exist. Or, or maybe it's called parallel, like parallel. Yeah. Well, they would. So exist. you're saying that's more likely than just another planet out there? <laughs> they would exist in so an to, alternate universe. Right, we have to create this whole new math to describe. Where is that? So maybe it's like, you know, maybe there are lights that's that, that maybe they've developed exactly like we've developed, and they're yeah. wondering. See, I, that's unfortunately that's problem. That blow our minds? Yeah, but that's realize. the problem, though. And that's one of the, the 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 shortcomings of our sci-fi. They always go to other planets that are bipedal. Wait, let's let creatures speaking English. You know? So yeah, with I, like some shit glued on their forehead. Right. You know, just because of our 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 TV budgets, we've had to limit ourselves. So wait, let's let Mike just get in for a second because I, I I liked where he was going because um, I could I think I could hear the padded walls. You know, right. him kind of the, throwing. You hear the sound reflecting off of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Mike, what what would blow like would that would that that would blow your mind then if we discovered life on another planet? Yeah. 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 What should really blow well, your mind is this podcast someday could be broadcast <laughs> to that planet. It blows my right? mind that this podcast is even at all, exists. There could be like a parallel universe where people are just loving it and like. Well, that's, <laughs> so yeah, we might be a hit on this alien planet. Like they think. Uh, like they just get us there, you know? Yeah. They just get us. I see. It's like the it's like the the quantum physics answer to like I'm big in Japan. Right, right, right. It's like like this no, on clandestine with our podcast. Yeah, on Xenon Four, we're huge. Yeah, we're like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, we're like the Beatles. And like, they, like we find them someday, like we discover them, and they're like, wow, you're the yeah, you're they're like, there's like statues to all of us, but they didn't know what we looked like, so they created these guys. Look, this is delusional, right? We, but we look like them, but like, and like versions of them, but, female versions of them, love us there. And, right, right. And wait a minute, we become their lords and masters. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling you. So it's like but, the men—the men who would be kings, just on another planet. Bingo. And with you and Mike. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, no, that'd be great to find other people. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Other, well, I mean, they, other they, people. They, so you just—you think that you're just gonna well, bump into. I mean, could you imagine how it would blow up, uh, people's minds on Earth? You know, it would be like, uh, you know. They think like we always think we're the only ones. Really? Is that, I mean you you always thought that you were the, in the whole I, I, universe? Think most people, I don't personally. I think there's life, lots of places. But well, the problem was that we could never prove that there were other places like Earth. Yeah, out but there I think it would happen. be. I mean, within reason, you would have to admit that you know it's first of all, it's not an answer that you could possibly know. So you would probably want to lean towards the maybe side. I agree, but scientists can never definitively say. True, of course not. But that would yeah, just. But this, be, but this uh, might put it this way: this is a big step towards the positive. Is yeah, what I'm saying. Right. Anyhow, so that's Greg in space. More to come. Blow our minds. Yeah, I mean, we'll there's, see what happens. there's nothing more than than um, than America finding another place to bomb. <laughs> right to conquer. You know, I really that's what that was so ridiculous about Avatar that they just assume that, you know, we we haven't changed at all. And, 
whatever 150 years, we're still just wiping out native peoples. And yeah, calling it true. And in that part of the future, there are colonels who take medicine <laughs> in their own hands and totally disregard all the right. military. Code. Right, right. There's no, there's no oversight whatsoever. We allow corporations to do whatever the hell they want in space. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. BP in space. It could happen though. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Greg in space. Thanks, Greg. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy stuff. Mike had his mind blown. Um. So hopefully he'll be back for the next episode. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a new uh, a new segment actually. Um. For for this time around that I like to call iTunes movie reviews. Now, for a while, uh, a brief while, but for a while there, I was unemployed when I returned to, to my native state of Texas after living in the Midwest for six to seven years. And uh, I didn't have a whole lot to do. So what I would do with some of my spare time was I would read the iTunes movie reviews of, uh, of some movies. You know, I, did, I, got, I got hooked onto this sort of by accident, but um, some of them are just, uh, are just so brilliant that I kind of want to share just more as a as – a, Sort of uh, as poetry, I think. Now, did you feel like kind of a kid in a candy store? Like you would just go to like, you you'd find one and the oh my god, and then go to a whole new movie. Like, or did you did you honestly did you only go to crummy movies or just no? Well, no, what would happen was I would look, you know, I'd look at a movie, you know, some science fiction movie, usually like Sunshine, for instance. I just watched for the first time. Excellent movie. Um, Danny Boyle directed it. And anyway, I, I sort of was, you know, I, once I got there, it was like, well, if you like this movie, you'll like Death Race. Oh, yeah. You know, so I was like, oh, really? <laughs> you know, will I like Death Race, the movie? Um, you know, I, you know. so it's you never really know exactly um, until, right. until you end up there and you read some. And these are the reviews from people, so we'll just, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep yeah. it short, but I just have two or three of them that are that are that are pretty great. Well, this is good. This is participation for the audience because so they could go to iTunes right now. That's right. Yep. And, and check it out. You know. Yep. All right. First of all, straight up, go to Resident Evil. Brilliant movie. <laughs> 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 Jovovich, one of the greatest movies ever made. Right. And one of the reviews puts it this way: Okay, by far one of the best horror films made ever. Mila Jovovich is a sexy actress and plays perfect role for this movie. For 2002, the special effects are amazing. The movie always on sci-fi, but I recommend buying it. Definitely the best. <laughs> what, would we agree with that statement, Greg? Oh, sweet Jesus, no. In fact, <laughs> and, and they've made a fourth one, too. And they're like, oh, I, I was watching the Comic-Con special on G4, and uh-huh. they were just going on about how you know wonderful this, you know, they're really utilizing the 3D and... Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's in your face, and it's just like these these not these non meaning. There's two stars of the of the new Resident Evil, uh, jo, uh, Mila Jovovich, and they're she's attractive though. I'll give her that. Oh, she just had the most nasally annoying voice I've what? ever heard. It was so just grating. I just oh god. Yeah. Yeah. And I was I was hoping your review would make a turn that the reviewer would actually realize how inane and stupid he was. Well, I'm and, talking five out of five stars here, man. Oh. Hugely. I wonder, I wonder who that person is. Yeah, and, and can we find him and, and kill him? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, so where did that lead you? Well, okay, so the, nice work. And that led me to a little a little known movie um, from, from the late 90s called Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, yes. Starring uh, a young Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty uh, <laughs> pretty awesome. But um, so here I have a guy who gave it five stars. And he said, this movie is terrible. 
With the horrible acting and god-awful special effects, there are a few science fiction movies that are worse. <laughs> but yet he gave it a five stars. Yes, but five stars. That's yeah, brilliant. I, and that movie, too, was like only like 20 minutes, but they just increased it with... Uh, you know, special effects, apparently. I mean, that wasn't 20 minutes, but it was a lot shorter. Yeah. So they just figured, all right, we, got, we just had some cool special effects, let's make a film. Let, yeah. Just, just go with it. Mike, do you remember this this film? I, I don't think I've ever seen this. Yeah. Yeah, he would, he would, he would, happens? he was a courier of information, but he, he was would keep a it in hard his brain. Yeah. Yeah. And so he would delete uh, his own memories. Keanu. Keanu, like, so, like, they showed him, like, deleting his childhood from his memory. And then he would add whatever you know bank statement or whatever he was transporting or that was just, like it's like the like email I guess it was destroyed by then we couldn't do secure UPS was gone or something so now we have humans yeah we have yeah, in, the, yeah. it, in like, the future the most terrifying part is that there is no mail right there's no yeah exactly so we can't so basically we'll do something more complicated instead of just having a guy in brown shorts deliver stuff yeah we'll put a chip on a guy's head to delete his memories instead I yep. All right. Well, all right. So where does where does this go? So this led me to Book of Eli, which, uh-huh. we, talk, which we talked about, I believe, on our podcast the other the other day. I think the game should be after this. You needed to tell us how all those movies could be connected. <laughs> I'll do my best. I'll do my all right. best. Um, so Book of Eli, and here we have a review from from an excellent uh, an excellent pundit. Um, he says, Book of Eli, three question marks, more Book of Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he says, wow, I mean, wow. When I watch a, <laughs> that's, that's right, watch with an E at the end. So he's, he's an Italian stereotype. Right. When I watch a, about a quarter of the movie, I already thought, wow. Is this Snooky writing this? I have no idea. But that's it. I already thought, wow, this movie is insane awesome with no E at the end of it. Oh, God. <laughs> I would watch it again. He must have been in such a hurry. That's why he had that typo with the 80s. Yeah. So there you go. Book of Eli, more like Book of Awesome. Do we agree? I, I never saw it, so I'll go with you saw it. So I did, yeah. No, I wouldn't go with – I would not make the leap to Book of Awesome just yet. <laughs> Just, just yet. So yeah, it's amazing how they market these DVDs. Like they know it's a crap movie, oh, yeah. but they treat the DVD release like it's, you know, bigger than even the movie was, right? And they and they try to trick you all over again. Like they do. Like no one believes. Oh, you know, can't pot, You know, the the, the when they show the theater, it somehow changed how shitty the movie was. So we'll convince you to buy the DVD or the Blu-ray. You know, but, I fall victim to that all the time, man. But, but yeah, but so basically, it's. If it if the price goes down far enough, you'll yeah. buy it. Yeah, buy it, it just proves you know everything has a price at which you'll you'll buy it. You know, it's just like God. Well, that's all going out of business anyways. You're, everyone's going to get on Netflix. You don't have to pay. Well, I mean, Ross is a perfect example. How many how many shows and movies would you have out blatantly not have seen, but you still have the Blu-ray of it now? Um, you mean that I would have gone to no trouble to watch, but I have the Blu-ray anyway now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have a few. Yeah, I do have a few. I mean, is this uh, just a parabola at work? Is that all this is? Some of it is that uh, you know, for like ten dollars at uh at some at some stores, if you right. watch the, the sales, you can you can oh, yeah. get it. You know, so I I tend to buy 
you know that you tend to wait till things are about ten bucks, and that seems yeah. to be my, my price point. So, so alright, so what Blu-ray do you feel really ashamed about? What's my most ashamed Blu-ray on here? Yeah. Oh God, that is a tough question. There, there are just tons of them. Um, probably my biggest ashamed Blu-ray is What Women Want. With no oh person. my God, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I'm just joking. Oh, sweet uh, Jesus! Because I, was I say, that's awesome. You, I, you, sir. I, I was gonna be. I was very proud of you for admitting that. Uh, no. And I, I mean, I've never seen it. I'm just saying. No, if I if I had it here, I mean, I'm, I'm literally looking at my my shelf. If I had it here, I would I would definitely that would be the one that would win. Um, <laughs> but definitely, uh, I think Gladiator, or um, or or Live Free or Die Hard, one of those two. Huh. So. Live Free Die was the third one, right? It was the fourth one, yeah. Last one. Oh, the last one. Um, man. It's, uh, it's uh, entertaining for a bit, but then... God, which one was worse, though? Um, I don't know. It's hard to... But see. it's amazing, I mean, like, you, you've seen these... You saw these movies in the theater, right? I, I did, actually. I, I had it when I, when I was in college when I, I had a date to Gladiator, for crying out loud. And that was 2000. That was, that was so long ago when that happened. Yeah. Whoa, wait a minute, you don't like Gladiator? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, why would you buy the DVD? Like, oh, because it's an awesome movie. Really? No, no it's not. Um, uh, that's so, where I got my Marcus Aurelius joke. Um, are you not entertained? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Frank. You got that line. Uh, the ridiculous, like, somehow Roman's going to turn to a republic because... Uh, yeah. It, that's that's what happened? I mean, look, I'm not saying it's the best movie ever, but... <laughs> it's, it's, the mo- very it's almost as bad as 300. Uh, no. It, it's no. no. I, I, I do not like three hundred nearly as much. For its ridiculousness, it's so, almost there. What do I own that is that I'm most proud of in my Blu-ray collection? You want to know? Um. All right, go ahead. I was going to guess, but go ahead. Well, guess. I was going to say Battlestar Galactica Blu-ray. God, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's that is amazing. Yeah. Because you can actually show that to people and they'll be like, ooh, well, no, let's let's check that out, you know? It does or look you, pretty smooth. Or you would actually like be willing to like loan that out to someone special, you know, and be like, listen, you check this out. This is for me to you, you know. No, I would let you borrow it and that would be it. <laughs> I don't think I would trust anybody else with that thing. All right, well there you go. Yeah. All right, so where did so this so that the was last it. one? That was that was oh, it, okay. man. I, that's where I, that's where I ended up at Book of Eli with uh I watch uh, it awesome. Um which I thought was a good place to stop. So, uh, so that's how, so. How would you connect all four? Oh man, uh, it's it's. A, I would probably say that uh, just they did it for the money. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's how. That's the fastest way I think to connect all four of those. Um, except for Keanu Reeves, who thought the script was great. Yes. Okay. There you go. Yeah. The Johnny Mnemonic was a winner. Mm-hmm. We're all angry and like we're all. What's going on this week, Mike? What's up with you? You seem you seem particularly angry. Do, do I? I didn't feel angry. No, you haven't said anything. That's why I'm trying to rile you up. Oh, huh. well, I mean, you know, it, uh, maybe, maybe I am a little angry. Yeah. It's deep down, you know, it's deep down. It's people. It's uh, democracy. It's <laughs> capitalism. It's, <laughs> yeah. You know, you name it. Let's 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 talk about it. <clears throat> I mean, actually, I was going to say, just not to go off on a tangent, but these iTunes makes me think of how, like, this is the problem with democracy again. Yeah. <laughs> not to get into a big political debate. Are you saying that Johnny Mnemonic's not five-star worthy? I mean, Yeah. It's not awesome with an E? No, without an E? Without yeah. an E, yeah. Well, I'm saying, like, like 
okay, people write these reviews. Yeah. They give their opinions, and you just see how stupid people are. And, and we live in a country where I'm supposed to, like, uh, they're supposed to have a say in what I do. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, I would never want you having a say in what I do. That'd be no, I would neither. I, would, yeah. I, I have no right to voting. That's why I don't vote. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> I say. Yeah, but at the same time, though, I mean, yeah. can you really honestly say that critics that are paid as their job, do you really like listening to them either? What do you mean? Well, I, I don't. In my opinion, you can equate these these people's ridiculous reviews just as much sure. as you can. Yes, you know, I agree movies. With you. I agree. Movie review people. I'm just saying, these I mean, reviews show how stupid people are in general, and we live in a country where we're supposed to care about people. That being said, please review our podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 and give us five stars, and give us a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we reverse this. Absolutely, I want as many inane uh, compliments as we could possibly get. Yes, let's rack. Look, if I'm, I'm, I issue a challenge to the four people that listen to the fourth time around that if right. if Johnny Mnemonic. Has 183 reviews. Come on. Yeah, that's true. If each of you tells five people about this show, it's not they'll, five. They're going to lose five. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never see them again. Yeah, if you want to cut off relationships, tell them to listen. Do you have old friends you wish to get rid of forever? Listen really to the fourth time around. Right. You just refer to a friend, and they won't be your friend anymore. Do you have new enemies you wish to make? That's right. If you're nemesis to create. Yeah, exactly. Wait, now that's an awesome fourth time around challenge. Find the person that you hate the most. Right. And tell them to listen to the show. No. Yeah. Tell them you've got to watch it. It's great. You'll love it. <laughs> P.S. Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like how you said watch it, Mike. Yeah, exactly. That's even better. Yeah. In my mind. And they'll be even more pissed because they think it's a video podcast. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what the... Freaking asshole, never talking to him again. And yeah, well, I mean, somewhere, would, somehow, you just feel a little bit better. It would be terrible if it was a video podcast. We're all we're not made for TV. We're radio people. Yeah, yeah we're radio. <laughs> it's all about the voice. Yeah, we're, uh, we're yeah. Uh, we got radio you know, voices. Pajama, greatest pajama pants and undershirt. Uh, let me guess. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that's right. Before you completely gave up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I always wondered how Obi Wan did get fat in the desert. Like he was there for twenty years, just sitting around waiting for Luke to grow up. Like he did, he, he did a lot of walking. I, I, how? It's in the desert. You want to walk anywhere? You're gonna dehydrate and die. Look, I, I, I'm just saying that he looked pretty fit. That's my point. It's impossible. No, he's okay. You're all right. I didn't know you had jurisdiction over Jedi physiology. <laughs> I'm just saying. My bad. I didn't recognize your doctor. That's too much to suspend, all right? Yeah, yeah, ex- yeah exactly. Oh, but bipedal Tuscan Raiders with... Uh, and and mi- a mystical force that uh, influences everything. Uh, that's fine. That's fine, but you really take it's issue with his fitness? You- an unobese Obi-Wan? No go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand where you're coming from. I don't buy it. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening to episode 29 of the fourth time around. Um, I, as always, am your host, Ross Olsaver, uh, and we got Gregory Clyde Wolf II. Yep. And Michael Mayella. Yep. And uh, as always, Richard. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and uh, thanks for tuning in, and y'all have a nice week. We, uh, we'll be back to a more regular schedule uh, for the four of you out there. Issue the Johnny Mnemonic versus Fourth Time Around Challenge. Mm. Thanks for yep. listening, guys.